0: You're listening to Empowering Emma, a podcast that focuses on self-care, navigating college life, and chasing success. Hello, everyone. This is my third episode, and today I'm going to be talking about mental health. Um, I'm going to talk about my experiences, and then I also want to talk about things that are going to help you overcome challenges that you may have with mental illnesses. I'm going to be speaking mostly about anxiety because that's something that I have and I know the most about, but this is stuff that can also be applied to any other mental illness or just health in general. So this is a topic that I knew I wanted to cover since I started the podcast. I just wasn't sure if I would be brave enough to open up and share my experiences with that. But I feel like it's important, and so I'm going to be doing it today. So I first became aware of my anxiety when I started middle school. It was first um, kind of just like a test anxiety, which I feel like a lot of people tend to get. I was stressed out about having suddenly lots of homework and lots of classes compared to elementary school. Um, I had just kind of like the typical anxiety symptoms. So I would be hot, I would be sweaty, I would be shaky, my heart would pound, I would feel sick. One of my things that I struggle with anxiety is I get so nervous that I tend to make myself sick. So that's when it started. (laughs) Um, when I got to about eighth grade, I went on a trip to Washington, D.C. with the school. And that was my first time basically flying by myself. And I got really sick on that flight. Um, I don't think it was a nervousness thing, but that was something that triggered my anxiety to be way worse than it had ever been. Because of that event, I have had a fear of being alone. Um, It can be alone driving in the car, it can be sleeping alone, it can be being in a house alone, all from that one event, which might not make sense to some people, but in my anxiety head, it was a trigger, and I feel like a lot of people have anxiety based on something that has happened to them, and that is the outcome of that event. Um, So I mentioned the sleeping alone thing. That was a very, very hard thing for me to deal with. And eventually that fear of being alone got so bad to the point where I had trouble leaving the house. That's something a lot of people don't know about me. I had severe anxiety about going to school for eight hours a day. I had anxiety about going to work. I had anxiety about going into different states, um, driving my car, lots of different things. In my freshman year of college, I got a job in Iowa. Um, For me, it was only about 15 to 20 minute drive, which is not a lot. But in my head, it was like hours away. Basically, that's what it felt like to me. So I made sure to tell people right away, which normally I wouldn't do. But I was like, this is very hard for me to come here. And I went to the owner and I said, listen, I have so much trouble just being here. So please be understanding of my situation. And eventually, I started to open up to my other coworkers. Um, They would be able to notice when I was having anxiety and they kind of knew what I needed to calm down and it turns out actually a lot of them also had anxiety so we were able to help each other Um, a big huge thing that has helped me is CBD gummies Um, also oils there's lots of different things that I've tried that has been huge for me and a lot of my coworkers actually use the CBD oils and it is so good for anxiety like it really really helps you calm down Also, if you have anxiety, it's very important to make sure you have a solid support system. For me, that is my family, um, my boyfriend, it's my coworkers. I'm very fortunate to have a lot of people that know when I am having anxiety and know exactly what they need to do to help me in those situations. For me, the thing that helps me the most is probably having someone hold my hand. Um, I know that seems kind of weird, but like, it's just like, hey, you're not alone. There's someone here with you and this will pass. When you're having anxiety attacks, it feels a lot of the times like it's just never going to pass. But I usually try to have something that I'll repeat to myself, like this will pass. I'm not alone. I have everything that I need. I'm safe. I know what I need to make me feel better Um, on my phone. I keep anxiety lists for every situation that would cause me anxiety. So for example, I have an anxiety list for travel. And that is things like you've packed everything you need. There's always going to be hospitals near you if you do get sick, things like that. I also have one for whenever I'm going to work. Um, So that would be things I would tell myself like you can always go home. You can always get someone to cover your shift. People here care about you, people are going to help you, things like that. Another thing that I have is kind of, I call it like my anxiety kit. That's something that I keep with me in my purse, I keep it in my closet, it goes wherever I go because you never know when anxiety is going to happen to you. So that, in my kit, I have things like my headphones, Um, music is very helpful to me when I'm nervous, it takes my mind off of whatever I'm thinking that's causing me to freak out um I have a stress ball that's very helpful for me I have my CBD I have my phone I have medicine in case I get sick it's like helpful for me to know like you have this in case you absolutely need it It's taken me a long time to get to where I am with my anxiety. At this point in my life, I feel like I have done a really good job of overcoming it and not letting it get to the point where I absolutely freak out. But I know that takes people a long time. And anxiety is one of those things that doesn't really go away for a lot of people. Um, I chose not to be on medication because I don't really believe in that for certain things. Um, I didn't feel like it would help me. With anxiety, I'd rather do it naturally, and I didn't want something to be altering the way that I think. So that brings me to my next point um, food as medicine. I work at a smoothie and juice shop, and like I said, my coworkers are great. They help me with my anxiety, they know what I need. And on today's episode, I'm actually having one of my coworkers, Joni, on my podcast. Joni has been on the local radio for years now um, she knows lots about health she is into natural health she has her own podcast called homegrown health and she is very very educated on all things health I have never met anyone more educated than Joni on health honestly she's a little bit more educated than a doctor in my opinion so I'm gonna hand the mic over to Joni she is going to talk to us about foods that help anxiety and foods that help your mental health what you can be doing and in your daily busy lives to live a healthier lifestyle. So here's Joni. Hey Emma, thank
1: you so much for having me on your show. I love your new podcast and I was so moved when I listened to your first one about anxiety because working together, we have certainly covered that topic a whole lot and we've talked about the gut microbiome, um, how what we put into our gut and how the condition of our gut affects our neurology, how our gut is our second brain and you and I have had so many conversations about that and I'm so happy that I get to share the things that I've learned throughout the years of studying, um, and researching and talking about this on my podcast. Um, I'm so glad that I, I get to share that here today with your audience. So thank you for letting me do that. Um, I did want to bring some special attention to the gut. The gut is known as our second brain. Um, from a microbiological standpoint, my, microbiology is a fascinating study, and it really is the the wave of future, um, the wave of the future of medicine. And by the way, staying true to my fashion as I do in my podcast, recording most of it in my car, that's where I'm sitting absolutely right now, getting ready to, <laughs> I wrapped up a really busy day, and I'm getting ready to head inside, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to to do that right here in my car. So um, back to our gut microbiome. It's called our second brain. Our gut affects our brain, our brain neurology, our brain function. What is happening inside your gut is super important. And we can go either all the way back to how you were born, because how you were born really plays a key role in your gut microbiome and the microbial development and your immune system development, um, the vaginal microbiome, uh, the vaginal microbes, the bacteria, the fungus, the viruses, all of the healthy balance of things that are found inside of the vaginal birth canal when a baby is born is actually what gets in the eyes and the nose and the mouth and in the ears and on the skin of a baby. And so when a baby is born vaginally, that microbiome gets seeded through the bacteria that the baby's coming into contact with during birth, during skin-to-skin contact after birth, during breastfeeding after birth as well. So all of those things are important for developing an immune system, like where it first begins. In fact, there are components in breast milk called oligosaccharides that don't really have any use like human use uh nutritionally and then when they once they started looking at it more closely they realized this would be the study of you know microbiome medicine um, and these studies are all out there in the internet land somewhere. I've definitely read all of them. Um, they're super easy to find once you start searching through PubMed. Um, but you, uh, they actually discovered that the oligosaccharides have, um, they're actually food for the bacteria that were seeded during the birthing process. So breast milk actually has components of... Uh, food that are strict that was strictly designed for the gut microbes that are seeding in the little tiny guts of newborns. So it's so important uh, gut health is a foundational concept in, especially in the realms of natural medicine that I run in. Um, Hippocrates, the father of medicine, said, "Let your medicine be your food and your food be your medicine." And he also said that all disease begins in the gut. And it's almost like Western medicine has to catch back up now to what some of the more foundational founding fathers of medicine actually knew to be true and understood. So really healing that gut is super important. And and paying attention to gut health, making sure that you have good gut health, eating foods that are gut friendly, all are things that can help keep anxiety down. Now, I am not a doctor. I always let people know that I am a self-research. um, podcast host. I'm in radio and communications, both terrestrial radio and the podcasting sphere, and educationally I teach at um, different conferences that I'm invited to by sharing the information that I've learned along the way and sharing the information as I've learned it on my show from different doctors and um, podcast um, interviews that I've done throughout the years. A lot of this information is so, so fascinating, and my hope is that I will plant a seed for you to grab a hold of your health sovereignty and grab a hold of that desire for you to heal your own body and start taking charge of your health and healing. Um, You are your own best advocate and only you know you as good as you do. (laughs) And if you don't, I highly recommend getting to know yourself. It's a really good idea. Um, It's how you will be able to show up in life for you more than expecting other people to being, being independent in that way is super important. And being your own best friend and your own best hero is super important. Um, so back to the anxiety topic, we can get on so many topics. It's like, I'm talking to you in my car. Emma, I see your face. I, I hear your voice. I think about all of the things that we talk about together at work. And I I really hope to bring that to, uh, those who are listening today. So what foods, you had some questions for me, what are foods that help and hurt anxiety? Well, let's start with caffeine, uh, between those, you know, crazy drinks at coffee shops with the energy in them, uh, to our addiction to coffee and sugar. I will say coffee and sugar are probably our two worst anxiety provoking foods. Caffeine helps stimulate, um, you know, your heart rate and those of us who have suffered from anxiety and i'm I'm no stranger to it either, and in, in fact, I started um, dealing with panic attacks on and off the last couple of years after never having them. so of course, naturally, the first one, I thought I was having a heart attack, and it really scared me. in fact, the second one I had, I thought it was going to be an even worse heart attack than the first one, and um, it has taken me uh, a lot of observation in my life to understand things that are contributing to anxiety and what to stay away from. So I keep anything that might be triggering it to a minimum. So the foods that help or hurt anxiety, I would say the things that hurt the most are caffeine and sugar. Those can trigger anxiety very easily. Um, They also um, contribute to gut issues and the caffeine in particular can contribute to adrenal burnout. And as students who I know you're primarily trying to reach, when you are up late studying anyway, um, your chances of being emotionally and mentally and physically exhausted and adrenally burnt out uh cortisol every time that spikes it's a stress hormone every time you get stressed out or you have a bout of drama or you have you know a traumatic experience or something that's really impacted you that cortisol gets released and that that then releases adrenaline it's your body's way of of like surviving but unfortunately in our society we are all almost living in fight or flight all the time and over time that wears down your adrenal glands and once those go <laughs> then you have something called an adrenal fatigue crash and that's exactly what happened to me and um it was really uh, an exhausting you know sleeping 21 hours a day event and it really became a, a defining moment in my health Either I was going to learn how to heal myself or I was going to go down the rabbit hole of um, treatment that I didn't necessarily agree with at my core level. So I really turned to food as my healer. And I can tell you I have more energy and I feel better when I'm really consuming a lot of whole foods, high vibrational foods, foods that are living foods, not highly processed dead food. So you can look at food in two ways, live food or dead food. The dead food can taste really good, but it's only a short-term uh, reward that you get out of that because the long-term picture and the long-term reward with live whole foods is that life force energy that you're going to be getting from them. It's going to be replenishing you in, and um, just, Is nutritionalizing a word? (laughs) It is in my head right this moment. It's, It's, you know, really flooding your body with those nutrients and it's nourishing. It's nourishing for you. And when you're giving so much out and you're so exhausted and you have so much output, you have to remember you have to fill that bucket and you have to give yourself some really great inputs in order to keep yourself fulfilled. So you can be not only a great student, but show up in your life the way that you want. So the idea of that type of food is super important. And that's the most helpful food, the whole foods that are going to help you, um, nourish your body and as you heal your gut or you start feeding your body foods that are actually really calming for your nervous system things like for instance lemon balm is a tincture that you can get it's super great for your liver and it also helps to calm down that nervous system ashwagandha is another one it's an ayurvedic herb that's also an adaptogen it helps to displace that cortisol so when you get those cortisol spikes it can really help you calm down I like to take ashwagandha before bed and if I know I'm having a really stressful day I take some in the morning as well and then there's the good old CBD gummies that Emma mentioned on her first episode um, the CBD gummies are fabulous I have to say I love them as well I noticed that they work you know instantly um, And Emma can link you back to Green Road's um, gummies. Otherwise, a CBD tincture. I just like the Plus CBD also um, as a tincture that you can take and you just put it under your tongue. Um, A couple of other things too. Homeopathy works really, really well for... Anxiety, you can go to any health food store and you can pull out the little charts for anxiety. And it's very symptom specific. So homeopathic remedies work. You can put them under your tongue, let them melt, and you can dose them every 15 minutes up to a certain amount. Like I think it's up to four hours. Um, And buck flower remedies are another really great remedy for um, anxiety. So there are all kinds of really great tricks up our sleeve here in the natural health world for you with anxiety. You're not just stuck to one option of pharmaceuticals. There are, are a world of options out there. And a lot of it does take some introspection for you to take a good look at your life, look at where you are experiencing stress or toxic relationships or toxicity from maybe a boss at work or maybe even family members stressing you out. You have to learn those healthy boundaries to help keep your anxiety at a minimum. Um, that you know, These are all life lessons like if I would have known then what I know now. So please listen to me, ask me how I know and let me share these things with you. Um, looking back at Emma's questions here, what's the other one? How do you find time to focus on your health? It's a constant mindset for me. It's an ongoing mindset. Um, that has been a challenge for me with, I have three children, I work several jobs, um, finding time for me I found the easiest thing to do, and the sooner you guys learn this now, the better. Schedule your dates with yourself. Schedule your self-care time. It should never be optional. I always have self-care first thing in the morning. I give myself 12 minutes, exactly 12 minutes, to meditate. If I can spare longer, then I'll keep adding 10 minutes to my timer, especially if I'm really like in a, in a good zone with meditation, but learning to meditate and also starting with things like guided meditation. Um, I just read something from Dr. Mark Hyman that talked about meditation actually um, transmuting. What was it? Was he, we used a specific word about cortisol and your stress hormones, that it actually Meditation actually helps kind of dissipate those. And so, the more you can get into a space where you allow stillness, where you allow quiet time, where you allow your brain to kind of just come down from the go, 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 go that student life or that just even work life will create for you. Um, the one thing I've found is if you don't set healthy boundaries for yourself, The world will buzz around you and take you with it. It's almost like the Tasmanian devil or like some kind of crazy tornado whirring through your life. If you don't choose mindfully how you want to spend your days, doing the things that fill you up, then other things will automatically start to fill that time slot. So you are always in control of your time and how you choose to manage it. And when you set those healthy, firm boundaries, you will never regret choosing yourself and saying yes to your health care because... Again, uh, ask me how I know. <laughs> wow, it's 14 minutes already, Emma. Where does this time go? This is like we're at work on your podcast and suddenly we're running out of time. Um, what are your small things that you can incorporate? into your life to promote overall health and wellness. So again, I I think I answered some of that with making sure that you schedule your you time, your self-care time. I always do mine first thing in the morning, even if that means I have to get up before everyone else in my household, just to make sure that you get that time. Get time to promote stillness and relaxation and really look at your health as a valuable commodity that will add to where you want to go in life and how you're going to reach your goals. Self-care should never be optional. Always remember that if you don't put your own oxygen mask on first, you can't help other people. And healing our own things first is always going to be uh, what's at the forefront. And it's not selfish. Self-care is not selfish. It's a necessity, and as long as you remember that, you will be about ten steps ahead of other students. Especially if you're in a competitive, um, in a competitive field of study or field of work, you will always have the advantage because you have learned that very key component. And let's see, last question. What are some activities that promote good mental health? Okay, yoga is huge. I love hot yoga. Um, Yoga gives you a space to practice that. Meditation. Now, meditation doesn't just have to use, be you sitting there, like, you know, with your legs crossed and your elbows on your knees going, um, <laughs> a lot of people think that's what it is, but it's not. Actually, you can be meditative and mindful anywhere you are. And it's just a matter of being able to kind of shut out some of the noise and just kind of really tune into yourself and be like, and, and, and really be present. Meditation is really um, part of of meditating is being very aware and super present in the moment you're in. You're always going to get more out of those moments. It's so much easier for you to be focused 100% of the time for 15 minutes than it is for you to be multitasking and only giving a portion of your energy and focus in several different directions again, ask me how I know. <laughs> Thank you so much for allowing me this this time and space to um, be able to share some of these insights. Um, some other activities, making sure that you exercise, making sure that you get out in the sun. Sun and nature is part of who we are. Being in nature really helps to calm your nervous system almost as if by design. We were somehow connected so divinely to all of everything that is outdoors. Um, Finding a calm space and allowing that stillness, that's an activity that is really important. And most importantly, finding the things that really define who you are, really enjoying yourself and, and learning to schedule fun times, things that you really love doing, or if you don't know quite who you are yet, go and figure it out. Don't be afraid to try new things. I know that can be really hard with anxiety. You want to get out there and try new things. And yet your anxiety or the fear of the unknown or that worst case scenario thinking gets to pop in your head. And that can keep you so much from being able to, to go out and have fun and love life. Um, I know this is going to sound so cliche, but really learn to just let go. Most of the shit you are suffering from does not and will not matter in two years, five years, 10 years from now. Just remember and constantly remind yourself that you are loved and you are safe and that you are only experiencing this in a moment that is like a snapshot of the rest of your life. So practicing that mindfulness, meditation, find activities that you enjoy to move your body, get into a a comfort zone of moving your body. I, I really, in all honesty, I say that and I feel like a gut punch because I am not in a space yet where I am practicing that as much and as strongly as I preach it so uh, I have some work to do in that area for myself as well but I, I guarantee you every time I get into moving my body more in a way that I love that's nurturing for me instead of feeling like I have to force myself at the gym and killing the weights like right now what I need and that's another thing you have to learn to know your needs Get what you need from doing things that you love and never give up on the things that you love. We are born to move and to create and to and to use the gifts that we were given. So sometimes we see a disconnect in our bodies and in our lives when we're trying to fit into a box that we're not meant to fit into. And that can create a lot of anxiety as well, because we think it should be one way when really our bodies and our our gifts are trying to tell us it should be another. If you do the things that you love the most, you, you will be able to make money from it and you will be able to make a living from it. So do what you love. And it'll be like you're never having to work a day in your life, right? I know you've heard that before. So it looks like I'm out of time. Emma, thank you so much for having me on your wonderful podcast. I really enjoyed being here with you today. And I hope that you and everyone else will listen to my podcast, Homegrown Health. You can find it on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I look forward to helping you in any way. So if you want want to email me or reach out to me, I'm on Facebook Um, as Homegrown Health. I'm on Instagram at the only just Joni, or you can email me at homegrownhealthradio at gmail.com. Have a wonderful school year, everyone.